Today, we're going to be talking about the NBA fans for Game 1 and the series of the finals, as well as a Daily Fantasy DraftKings lineup that me and my cousin Eric have made. So, Eric, you can go ahead and introduce yourself as uh, as my cousin to the show. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, guys, my name's Eric, a big <laughs> sports fan. Um, I'm glad that Zach has asked me to be a part of this, so... Uh, anytime he wants me to be on here, if I'm available, I'm happy, I'm happily going to do it. So I'll look forward to, you know, chatting with him about sports and seeing what you guys think to our uh, podcast. So anybody that's listening, thank you. Unfortunately, uh, Eric is an Oklahoma City Thunder fan and, uh, he went through a pretty rough postseason watching, uh, my Portland Trailblazers pretty well dismantle his team so <laughs> dang okay um, I, I didn't did not realize we were going to go into that <laughs> yeah gotta, well i gotta give the uh, audience uh, some some background knowledge on us yeah that's uh, yeah so yeah as zach said i am a oklahoma city thunder fan so um i know for this first podcast we're mainly going to be talking about the finals coming up and our DraftKings lineup that we set for game one, but uh, maybe for like an off season video, I will definitely discuss what I think the Thunder need to do. Uh, definitely a rough playoff for sure, but I'm the, the wound is still too fresh right now. I'm still too salty about it. So <laughs> uh, probably would rather not talk about that right now. So uh, anyways, <laughs> all right, so let's get to uh Let's get to game one here in Toronto between the Golden State Warriors and the Toronto Raptors. Um, I thought it was interesting that even though Toronto is obviously in Canada, um, a majority of Americans are supporting the Raptors. Um, Obviously, nobody likes seeing the same team win over and over again like the Patriots in football. So people are having that same sort of feelings towards the Warriors. I think the addition of Kevin Durant to the team has really made that grow. Uh, Steph Curry is a likable guy. I like Steph Curry, even though I'm a Blazers fan, and they just swept us. Uh, I like Klay Thompson. Draymond, obviously, <laughs> has, mm. his, uh, has his <laughs> moments. <laughs> so he's, he's not very fan-friendly. But the rest of the team, I feel like, is, um, except for him and Kevin Durant joining them. Um, and then also I think the Raptors are Kawhi Leonard, I think is a very popular player just by how quiet he is and how different he is sort of. Um, but that's just obviously the fans. What do we think is going to happen in the game? Um, I've got the Raptors winning game one and the reason I've got the Raptors winning game one, obviously Kevin Durant's not going to be playing for sure. That's uh, already been disclosed. But the Raptors on their home court have been very solid in the past few series against Philly and the Magic. Um, Golden State hasn't been playing in like a week and a half or so. I feel like they're going to be coming in a little bit rusty, whereas Toronto's obviously just finished their series with Milwaukee not too long ago. Um so I've got Toronto winning by about 10 points. 
Um, I think Kawhi is going to have double him. digits. Yep, yep. I I just don't see Steph continuing his dominance as into game one. I feel like game one is perfectly primed for the Raptors to win, but my theories have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, well, and to to piggyback off of what you said earlier about with the you know with the rooting interest, um, I'm definitely I definitely agree with that. I mean. Even though Steph Curry and um, uh, Clay Thompson are fairly likable players, and even though most of the team are likable players, no, nobody still likes to see the same team winning, you know, every year in a row. I mean, this is their fifth year in a row in the finals. So, um, you know, based off of that, of course, pretty much everybody is going to, you know, root for whatever team is in there against them. So, just like I'm sure everybody was probably rooting for the Blazers when they were playing them and, you know, in their series before that, you know, the teams that were playing them and so on. So um, I'm definitely rooting for the Raptors. Um, uh, I do, while I'm not necessarily the biggest Kawhi Leonard fan in terms of his personality, I do respect his ability as a great offensive player and defensive player at the same time. Uh, I feel like his, you know, defensive presence gets a little underrated, but um, definitely rooting for the Raptors. Um, as for what I think will happen in the game, um, I could definitely see Toronto winning this game. Um, do I think it will happen, though, is a completely different story. Um, obviously, Kevin Durant being out, you know, would be an advantage Uh for the Raptors, uh, but the Warriors have won five games in a row without Durant. So I don't even know if that necessarily would slow them down. Um, I'm thinking, I still think that Golden State wins this game. Um, I do feel like Toronto might be uh, a little tired, although they have had a few days rest, even though their series went longer than the Warriors series did. But it's always interesting to see in these different types of situations where, you know, does it benefit the team that gets the more rest or does, or is it more mm-hmm. beneficial for a team to play like, you know, the bunch of extra games and be in a better rhythm. And, you know, sometimes a team that gets the rest comes out on top and dominates and sometimes it's the other way around. So, but both, both teams are hot. So both teams have, you know, won several games in a row. So, it's really tough to say, but my gut feeling still tells me that the Warriors are going to win this game. I, I don't see, uh, I don't know exactly what the matchups are going to be, but if Kyle Lowry is going to guard Steph Curry, then that does not, you know, that would not scare me if I'm the Warriors at all. Um, I think Steph and Curry would have a field day on him, but if, um, now, if they, see, it'd be interesting to see if they switch and put Kawhi on him since he's their best defender, but I don't know if they would do that or not. See, I'm, I'm actually going to disagree with you there. Um, I think Lowry's a really scrappy defender. Um, he's not the best defender in the world, but even though he's got a short height, Stephen Curry's got a short height too. They're going to be about equal in height, and I think Lowry just plays scrappier. He, you know ball checks um he just pokes the ball around like 
and I, I think he's actually going to bother Steph. Um, hmm. And then as far as the matchups go, uh, I expect Leonard and Thompson to be guarding each other on both ends of the floor, mainly because the Warriors' best defenders would be Clay Thompson, and he would probably be matched up against, obviously, Toronto's best offensive player. And they play... I know Thompson's a guard and Leonard's a forward, but they're about equal in height. And the reason why I have confidence in the Raptors in game one, and I'll just go ahead and say it, I have Golden State winning the series. But okay, uh, in the two regular season matchups between Golden State and Toronto, Toronto won both of the games. They won at home in overtime and kind of like a shootout game. 131 to 128. Leonard had 37. Um, and then they also won at Golden State by 20. So, I mean, that that right there tells you that they have a shot. Um, I think the Warriors win the series in six. And then also another thing I think is that I don't believe Kevin Durant's going to play at all in the series. Um so you think you think Golden State's like exaggerating the possibility of him being able to return? I do. Um, initially, when the injury happened, a lot of people were saying that it was an Achilles tear, and that's what it looked like to many. Then the Warriors said it was a calf sprain or something, but if it is an Achilles, then that obviously takes a lot longer. And Steve Kerr has said that the injury is worse than we thought. And originally, when they said the injury was worse than they thought it'd be like three to six weeks. And it's been three weeks now. The rest of the finals won't take three weeks. So I have a feeling that Durant, while I believe he wants to play because obviously the Warriors are doing so well without him and proving to everybody that they don't need him to win. I believe he's motivated from that, but I just don't feel like, I mean, he hasn't been, conditioning or doing anything basketball related so i have a hard yeah, time it, seeing him coming back at all it might um, actually it might actually be an advantage for the raptors if kevin durant does mm-hmm. come back as weird as that sounds because you know like you said he's not been doing any basketball activities he's obviously going to be rusty most likely and if he does come back it might even be like only in a limited role and if he comes back in a limited role then that might even prevent you know the other players around him it might mess up their rhythms you know like yeah it'd be it'd be uh it's really going to be interesting to see what happens and another advantage that well a a advantage that i do have for the raptors also in this series um i still i do i still do slightly uh disagree about the kyle lowry thing despite uh your points um i do also feel that he's in most postseasons he's been in, he just for whatever reason like that's true does not that's compare true. to his regular season self. So I still don't necessarily worry about that. But what I do worry about for the Warriors is if Demarcus Cousins is still not able to come back. I feel like Toronto has a much better edge with their bigs than Golden State does. Now, if DeMarcus Cousins comes back, then that changes it. But I know as of right now, he's still questionable for game one. Mm -hmm. And even if he does play, um, 
you know, he's going to be limited. And also, um, I've also been hearing that Andre Iguodala is also questionable. And he's somebody that, you know, you might consider putting on Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, if he's not 100%, he's very then, yeah, he's a very good defender. So he's not going to score you a lot of points. But, you know, if he shuts down, you know, well, nobody's going to shut down Kawhi Leonard. But if he can even, like, remotely contain uh why Leonard then that's going to be a benefit but like I said he's questionable though I think he's supposed to play but you know if he's not 100 percent, then that's you know that's going to affect him so the Warriors do have a lot of injuries and I know it's crazy because it's like over the course of this conversation like I do like start to feel like as if the Raptors could have a chance to win this series like it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) I see. I just still think that the experience of going to five straight finals is going to prevail in the end for the route or for the Warriors, excuse me. Um, but you bring up another excellent advantage for the Raptors is not they don't just have better bigs, um, both offensively and defensively. Obviously, Gasol, Siakam, and uh, and Ibaka, their main three, but. Their bench in general, I think, is a lot better than the Warriors. I know Warriors had some role players step up for them in the Portland series. Um, Jonas Urepko, <laughs> one of them in game two or three, he went on like a five-minute tear. But other than that, the Warriors bench has been very inconsistent, whereas the Raptors have one of the deepest teams in the league. Um, yeah, because they got that, like, Van Vliet guy that's Van, good. Like, yeah. Danny Green can make threes. Like, you know, they've, they've got, they've got solid depth all the way around. I mean, and even like you said, I mean, with them having three good big guys, like even if one of them, like, you know, gets in foul trouble or, or if they were to somehow get injured, like they've still got people behind them that can, Mm -hmm. you know, fill in. So I think most people, I mean, I haven't, you know, looked too much into the, like media world to see like what people are thinking they're going to happen. But I, I would, I would assume though that most people would probably assume golden state's going to like win the series in like four or five games. Yeah. And that that's probably, you know, it's probably not going to happen. I mean, yeah, they could, you know, obviously, like you said, with them being in the finals five years in a row that they have the more experience in the, you know, deep in the playoffs like this, but um, I don't know. I mean, Kawhi Leonard's won the finals before. Like, he'll be able to lead the team. Like, Mark Gasol's had several deep playoff runs. Uh, Ibaka's been in the finals with OKC uh, before. Like, you know, I know Kyle Lowry's never been there. Like, he's one of their main starters. And uh, Siakam hasn't either. I'm assu- I don't believe – not that I believe. No, he's I never had a deep – you know, because – yeah, so – Um, they do have some experience though, like in the finals and deep in the postseason. So it's not like they've got a team full of like young guys who are inexperienced, you know, going in there. They've, they've got a good enough veteran presence, I think, to maybe even overcome that issue. I think so too. And another reason why I give them the win in game one and a, a pretty good shot for the series better than most people do. I think Vegas, uh, I believe, has the Raptors being the second uh, biggest underdogs since um, last year's Cavaliers team was the only team uh, that's been a bigger underdogs for a finals before, which I thought that was a little bit strange. Um, 
considering how dominant Kawhi has been. Um, but I think matched up together, these two teams, it's going to be really interesting because Toronto's got good defenders. Like Kawhi is a very underrated defender. Ibaka is a great rim protector. Lowry, I think, is scrappy on the defensive end. I expect Lowry to be more inconsistent offensively. You know, game one against Orlando this year in the very first playoff game. And didn't he, like, miss every shot he took in yeah, that game? Yeah, he, 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 <laughs> he had zero points in that game. Um, obviously, he that was a bad game. But, like, I still think Lowry's inconsistencies are going to lie mainly offensively. I think he'll do it. Obviously, you can't stop Steph, but I think he can do a good enough job to limit Steph. Um, I think the real X factor is going to, and then Kawhi guarding Clay, if that ends up being the case, I think he can really do a good job there. And then Draymond versus Siakam. Siakam's a very good defender too. I think he'll be in the uh, NBA Defensive Player of the Year consideration. I don't think he'll win the award, but he'll be in the consideration. So I think. You know, this the Raptors have a good chance. Um, and it, obviously my predictions will be, you know, if, if the Warriors come out and win by, like, 20, then we'll know that the font, the, this isn't going to be a series if they win in Toronto by a large number. But, mm-hmm. um, but if Toronto wins game one, then I think that'll be a wake-up call that this is going to be a good series. Yeah, I... I'd definitely agree with um everything you said and i know at the beginning i uh said that you know the warriors would definitely win but now that i'm like really thinking about it and you know listening to your points like i could definitely see it i do think toronto has to win this game though in order to have oh, yeah. a chance in the series like even even if golden state only wins by 2 points like i feel like that would be a big dagger uh, for the Raptors because, you know, they they would lose home court advantage, um, you know, and then of course every day, you know, there's the more possibility of DeMarcus Cousins and, you know, Kevin Durant, if they're not lying about his injury, you know, if what they're, if what they're saying is true, you know, then every day looms closer of the two of them possibly returning. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what you don't want. Like they have to, you know, take advantage of uh, the Golden State Warriors while they have their vulnerabilities with these injuries. So, and then like, you know, like I said too, if they lose the game, they lose the home court advantage also. So um, I think they need to win these. If if they can win the first two games, then that would be a big like shock and wake up call to everybody. And Oh yeah. They could maybe steal it. Like it would be interesting. uh, This the way this series is reminding me of, I can't think of what year it was, but you were a lot younger when this happened, Zach. I don't know if you watched this series or not, because you were probably a okay. kid. But um, I, I want to say, when... that, sorry, I want to say yeah. that the first like finals were in NBA like playoffs and such, where I really started to watch and like pay attention. With was the um, Dallas Mavericks versus uh, Miami Heat. That was the first like time that i really started the one the NBA. one with uh with lebron uh, oh yeah yeah, with yeah, LeBron yeah okay yeah okay yeah this, this was this was before yeah. that i can't i can't think of the year but mm-hmm. it was the uh the los angeles lakers were playing the detroit pistons okay. and the lakers had kobe and Shaq, and so 
and the, and they had the home court advantage. So of course, like everybody thought they were going to win the series. And of course the Lakers at that time were like the Warriors are now they'd been yeah. there several years in a row and you know, everybody, you know, everybody except for Lakers fans hated them. So, um, I had followed the Pistons throughout their playoff run and I just really wanted them to win, but it was kind of a similar thing. Like you, you're talking about like Toronto having the better depth and things like that. Detroit really probably had the overall better team. Like they had uh, Ben Wallace at center, Rashid Wallace at forward, uh, Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, like they had a pretty good crew and, but still like no one gave them a chance. And I remember they actually won the first game against the Lakers and people were still so confident that the um, Lakers were going to win. I remember during the game two pregame, I can't think of which, you know, quote unquote expert it was, but you know, they were talking to the experts and they were like, is this a must win game? for the Lakers going into game two. And the guy said, no, he said, even if the Lakers lost game two, that the Lakers would still easily be able to win the series. And what ended up happening was the Lakers did win game two, although it was a really like scrappy battle. I mean, it came down to near the end of the game, but then in games three through five, the Pistons just like destroyed them and they won the series four games to one and if toronto can get up on my point in saying all that was if toronto can get up on the warriors like one or two games to zero early on that could really like shake the warriors and this could end up being a similar series to that um uh, series that I was talking I, about. I, yeah. I see you just pulled it up. Yeah, so that mm-hmm. second... Yeah, so the second game of that series went to overtime. So the Lakers had to go to overtime to even get their one win. But then, like, look at those other scores, man. Game three, they beat them 88-68. to 68. Uh, And then they won the final game 187. Yeah. Like, that's like crazy <laughs> obviously because... This was 2004, so the, uh, the way that the rules have changed, the benefit of the offenses that's why these scores are so low uh oh yeah like, it was a different you would never see someone score 68 no um, no in but a, in a finals game that'd be but, unheard of but the thing is like with your point though that you made earlier about the raptors having you know these like scrappy tenacious players on defense that's the same way this pistons team was built like ben wallace was he was not an offensive player like at all like He's kind of like some of the guys we've played with on 2K that have like terrible uh, free throw percentage skills. <laughs> yeah. Like he was a terrible free throw shooter, but but he was going to protect that paint. And you know, Rasheed Wallace was a scrappy guy that could shoot threes. Uh, you know, Chauncey Billups and Rip like Rip Hamilton like would he just like smothered Kobe as much as he could. Like I mean, they. And they had Tayshawn Prince, too. That was their other guy. Like, he was a really good defender also, the lefty. So, like, that's why the Lakers scored such low-scoring games, even with Shaq and Kobe and, you know, in some of these games. And, you know, if the Raptors can, you know, even remotely 
contain Steph and Clay on those threes, like because the Warriors kind of live by that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it would be interesting. Like I, I'm hope I'm ob- obviously since I hate the Warriors, you know <laughs> I'm you know yeah still bitter. I'm as a Thunder fan, I'm still bitter about Kevin Durant leaving. <laughs> sure, I'm sure. Uh, you know, so that's another well, reason I'm... why I want the Warriors <laughs> to lose. But um, yeah, so it. I hope that it happens and I could see, you know, I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily predicting that this is what will happen, but I, I could see it going like this and then people being shocked, like, but the Warriors are all these all-stars. Yeah. But (laughs) you know, I, I don't know. I, I hope the Raptors can win it. And if they do win it, like I'm, it's going to remind me of this, you know, 2004 finals between the Pistons and Lakers. Like it'll be very, if the Raptors are able to win it, it'll be very, like that that series was the first thing i thought of when i thought about this one so we'll see what happens man yeah um i will say that if i believe that if the raptors win game one there's going to be a huge amount of pressure in even game two if it comes to this there's going to be a huge amount of pressure um for steph curry and clay thompson because while they they were able to make, you know, they swept Portland. Many people said, you know, Portland had a lot of injuries with them. And a lot of people viewed that as Golden State was going to win that regardless. So I still think that the Warriors have something to prove. And if Stephen Clay and Draymond, their big three before Durant got there, if they lose games one and two, you know, I can see them just choking like, they did in that Cavaliers series before Durant got there. Um, you know, that's true. It's going to put the pressure. And then also if let's say they wins game, they win game one and two, and then Durant does come back. I don't think Durant will, but there's a chance he could, if he comes back and then he becomes like a distraction and he gets them out of their rhythm. I think that can also benefit the Raptors in the next few games because, I mean the 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 rock the Houston Rockets had had the Warriors on their heels um, in that game five I think uh, and they they were probably going to win that game I believe if Durant hadn't gotten injured so I just think this is such a interesting dynamic with a superstar the many people say best player in the NBA right now how him being injured might actually be, you know, better for the better, team. Better, yeah. And then, you know, like, obviously the free agent, we won't get into the free agency, but I feel like this is so, like, important for the way free agency is going to play out with both Durant and Kawhi. Um, I think if Kawhi wins, it gives a better chance of him staying in Toronto because, obviously, they won a championship, and it'll be easier to do that than to like join a new super team. But um, we'll switch over into our DraftKings debate. So both of us made a DraftKings yeah. team um, for game one only. So it's only for game one. And the way it works is you have a captain and five utility players. And this is like, a salary you're given like a salary so to say and the better players are worth more money um so you have to pick a combination of players you think 
are underrated that are going to have a good statistical game. And then obviously you want your captain to, to be the best performer, you think. Um, so I'll go ahead and start with my lineup, telling you guys my captains and my utility and why I think they're going to be good for you to put in your lineup if you wish to do so. Um, so my captain, obviously with my prediction that the Raptors are going to win, I've got Kawhi as my captain. I think he's going to have the best game. I do think Clay's going to be well defending him, but um, I just think that he's going to have, like, he's going to carry them, I believe, in the fourth quarter um, with rebounds, points. I mean, he can he can get steals. He can do – he's improved his free throw percentage, um, which is important, so – I believe he was the most expensive player in the Yeah, draft. He, he was. So, yeah, so obviously he's predicted to have the most amount of points. So that's why I, those are the reasons I made him captain. Steph Curry, I also picked. Um, obviously, you know, when there's only two teams in this sort of thing, there's not, you know, that many players to choose from. Uh, he definitely has the potential if the Raptors don't win and the and the Warriors win, I think he's going to have a, have a huge game. Um, Clay Thompson, I was able to pick. I think he was, to me, it seemed like Thompson was a little bit cheaper than what he should have been. So I was glad to be able to get him. Um, you know, if Kawhi's on him, it might make things harder for him. But still, I feel like if the Warriors do end up winning, he's going to be a big part of why. And then another guy for the Warriors I picked, Kevon Looney. Uh, he'll be their starting center because DeMarcus is hurt, and he's been their starting center for a while now. Um, but with Iggy getting hurt, I mean, he's going to have way more minutes than what he normally has, and he's actually been playing very well lately. Uh, so he was kind of the guy on the cheaper side who I think is going to get a lot of minutes, which if you if anybody... DraftKings, Daily Fantasy sort of deals. You want guys that play a lot of minutes because obviously more minutes, more potential for them to score and get. So he's a guy I think is going to get a lot of minutes. And then I've got two more Raptors players. Uh, Serge Ibaka, I've got... I just feel like he's not that great offensively, but defensively he can get rebounds. It says his fantasy points per game are 286 um, which, to give you perspective, Kawhi's around 47. So, obviously, these are cheaper guys that I expect to exceed their cost. Um, and then I've got Danny Green. And the reason I picked Danny Green is because he, you know, people forget, but he came over in that trade when they did the Kawhi-DeRozan trade. He was part of that trade from the Spurs to the Raptors. And I know in the playoffs he's been kind of inconsistent uh, in some series, and you haven't really heard much of him. But when they were playing the Heat in the last year that LeBron was on the Heat, he actually set the three-point record in the finals. Um, And then Steph Curry broke it later on. But he had the record for three-pointers. So I feel like he's a guy, obviously... You know, playing at home, these role players tend to do better. 
Um, so he's a guy that I think is most likely to heat up and provide like a huge bench game for the Raptors. And he was pretty cheap in the salaries too. So those are my six players that I've got. And uh, Eric, you can go ahead and tell the audience your six. Yes, sir. So um, looking at my lineup here compared to Zach's, um, we do, obviously, with it only being a two-team game, we are going to have some of the same players. Um, uh, looking at my lineup, though, I feel like with Zach having both Kawhi and Steph on his team, um, I feel like he's definitely got the more superstar-heavy team. Um Whereas in some of his other players, you know, then we're cheaper. Um, I feel like my team in comparison to his is, I guess I'd say mine's like a little more uh, spread out and balanced, I guess. So it's going to be interesting to see like how the yeah. two different styles uh, play out. I wanted to have Kawhi and Steph also both on my team, but um, with some of the other players I wanted to get, um, I wasn't able to afford both of them. So that's why I went a little bit of a different route. Um, so to go through, I'll do my captain and then I'll go from my cheapest to my best players after the captain. Um, so I'm, I wanted Kawhi really badly, uh, but I went with Steph Curry. He's slightly cheaper. Um, and as I'd mentioned earlier, I don't, necessarily worried too much with Kyle Lowry being on him. It's going to be interesting to see though with him being on the road, how he does that. I do have a little bit of a concern uh, with that because he usually does play better um, at home than he does on the road. But looking at his recent stats though, in game four against the trailblazers at Portland, he went off for 78 fantasy points. So, uh, which he did get 13 rebounds in that game, which is, he normally never gets anywhere near that. So I wouldn't expect him to Mm -hmm. duplicate that, but I don't know. And plus, since I, as I had said in my original prediction, I had originally thought the Warriors would win game one. So that was another reason why I picked him. Now I'm kind of having second thoughts on that, but I'm going to keep my lineup the same. So, um, so I went with Steph Curry as my captain and then my cheapest player, um, after that with my utilities is, um, Sean Livingston. I think he's, cheaper than anybody that Zach had in his lineup. He's uh, 2,400. He was only 2,400. I had seen that in his last couple games, he hadn't done too much. Uh, I mean, he, you know, with obviously him coming off the bench, he's not going to do a lot usually, but I guess he had been playing through some kind of injury or something. And now he says he feels better. So I basically like sometimes they say in, uh, you know, DFS, they'll say like, you'll punt a position away to give you more room at other positions. Mm-hmm. So I figured with him only being 2,400, if he even get, at least gets a decent amount of points that it'll be worth it. So um, my next cheapest player, uh, this is the last one that uh, Zach and I both have. I picked uh, Looney also from the Warriors. Um, oh, crap. I accidentally erased him. Let me put him back in there. <laughs> oh, don't mess it up. Okay. Okay. So, um, looking at looking at what he's done um, lately with um, Durant and Cousins both being out and him getting a lot more minutes, uh, he's been putting up the stats lately. Um, 
and playing usually around 25 to 30 minutes a game, which, you know, is starter, you know, starter level minutes and he's only 4,800. So to me, that was, uh, that was a steal, like getting, Mm -hmm. when I filled out my lineup, I was getting closer to the end and I was debating between him and Ibaka and Ibaka had the higher overall average, but lately Looney's been hotter. So I picked him. Mm -hmm. So now for my, uh, three players that are different. So, as we talked about earlier, um, you know, we feel like the Raptors obviously are going to have the advantage uh, with the bigs as long as DeMarcus Cousins is still out. So I picked uh, both Mark Gasol and uh, Pascal Siakam uh, in my lineup. Uh, Gasol was okay. 6,000 and Siakam was 9,000. So I went with them because I feel like they should. Um, I feel like they should be able to dominate whatever big, um, you know, the Warriors try to throw in there. Um, although Gasol did not do a lot in his last couple games, like when he I was going to say, get, yeah. if he gets hot though, like mm-hmm. like he's gotten hot. So with he's him being only six thousand, yeah, yeah, with him only being six thousand, um, I feel like I, you know, I'm not taking too huge of a gamble on him. Uh, Siakam has been pretty solid. I feel like, you know, I feel like he's going to do pretty well. Um, so that's why I've got him. And then my last player um, is Draymond Green. Uh, I know okay. he's not like a huge scorer, but obviously, again, similar to Looney with, I mean, he's already a starter, but, you know, with these other starters being out, he's having to play a lot more minutes. Mm-hmm. And in the last two games against Portland, he got 67 and 64 fantasy points respectively. So, you know, he'll get a, you know, like a uh, fast break three every now and then and mm-hmm. get those extra points there. He collects a lot of rebounds uh, as a good defender. He gets some blocks and steals every now and then. So he's not, I know he doesn't get a lot of points per se, but um with rebounds and assists and everything like he usually has a pretty good, um, total. So, um, that's why I, that's why I went with him also. So basically I feel like too, between having Gasol, uh, Siakam mm-hmm. and Draymond green in there, I've pretty much got the guys that are going to get majority of all the rebounds. So, yeah, that's true. um, that's why I, you know, that's why I looked there. So, um, oh. and then I'm hoping with Curry being a point guard and the captain getting extra points that, you know, that he'll get a lot of assists and stuff as well. So that's my lineup. Like I said, I've, you know, obviously we have three similar players, but I feel like the difference between ours is since you have Kawhi, who's a little more expensive, like mm-hmm. you definitely have the more potential with, you know, the star players to get a ton of points, but I'm hoping with my, a little more conservative lineup that I get more consistency throughout the team. So, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So whenever we have our uh, follow up episode after this, we can compare how our teams did. So certainly and um, hopefully we'll both get in the top five and, you know, win three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. We're, we're, we're balling in the DraftKings <laughs> folks. <laughs> um, yeah, though, the one like I, I was talking to you earlier, the one that I was struggling so hard and I really wanted to fit in my lineup was Draymond Green, like you were talking about, because. I mean, that guy is almost a guaranteed double-double. Like, I'm pretty sure against Portland, like, like there, he had some triple-doubles, but, like, he's, like, 
going to be a guaranteed double-double. And, and it was so hard for me not to put him in the lineup. Um, I believe he was, like, a little bit more expensive than Clay, but, like, I was already happy with my other team that I didn't want to, like, you know, take somebody out to get somebody, like, a few hundred cheaper because I really believed in them. Like, Danny Green, um, I think, is going to be, like, a potential gem in my lineup. But uh, if I could make one swap or one change, it would definitely, you know given a little bit more salary for this thing, it would definitely be to swap out Thompson and green. Um, oh yeah. But, yeah. So, Looking at their salary, I think Draymond is 2,200 more than, um, mm-hmm. or Draymond is 2,200 more than Clay Thompson is. So yeah. that would be a difficult fix to work yeah, out there. Cause that's I mean, a, I'd have to change like a couple other players, but yeah, doing that might make you would either have to take Curry out or uh, and then get like another like fairly expensive person, mm-hmm. or you would have to like instead of like Looney and Ibaka, have to get people that are even cheaper like Sean Livingston who aren't yeah. really expected to do much. So, um, yeah, that, hoping, that would be though, a tough call, man. <laughs> I'm hoping that somebody in our our group. I think there's ten people playing. I believe. Yeah, there's 10. I think in the top five win money, I believe. Yeah. I'm hoping that <laughs> some people take Durant and uh, and Cousins. And this is what amazes me. is like they, they're already declared out, but they're still – their price is listed so high when I was looking at – because I don't play DraftKings a whole lot. It's been a, a while since I've done an NBA game on here, but – it's like I can understand when when players are probable and questionable and stuff why they would be in the lineups, but Durant was like the second or third most expensive person and and he's out. So like I feel like you know some people if you're not paying that close attention to things, um, you know this isn't like a ten thousand dollar game where you're gonna want to like you know do a ton of research. A, yeah, yeah, do a ton of research that maybe you know somebody's gonna pick him and then have a a goose egg in their lineup doubtful, but possible, but, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, man. Well, looking at it, I mean, I, Kevin Durant is definitely out. Um, <laughs> DeMarcus cousins though, the report on him says that he's healthy, but it's just a matter of whether the warriors, well, at least this is the latest update on DraftKings. I don't know if there's another, um, okay. I don't know if there's a newer update since then, but, they're, they're still not sure if they're going to play him yet, For which to me doesn't make any sense. I'm like, if he's healthy, like, the Warriors have, like, no depth at center. Like, if he's healthy, I'm putting him in there. Like, I, I don't know why they're yeah. even – I get maybe they're trying to throw the Raptors off, be like, oh, well, we may not play him, and, uh, you know, and there's, you know, hopes that – um uh maybe the Raptors will get confused and not know what to do for some reason, I guess. But if I'm the Raptor, like if I'm the Raptors, like I'm, I'm assuming he's playing, but I, I didn't pick him in my lineup though, obviously because of the fact that it's looking like even if he does play though, they're not just going to like throw him out there for, you know, 40 minutes. They'll like ease he, him back in. Yeah. yeah he's probably only going to play like 15 to 20 minutes would be my guess. If he does play, so that's why I'm still picking Looney and Draymond because mm-hmm. of the fact that, um, you know, DeMarcus Cousins is, you know, might not play. And even if he does, it should be limited. So, yeah, because um, not it's only it's going to be, he, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. 
not only, you know, is he coming off of that injury in the first round, but like, you know, he's he the season before he had a big injury, so like it just True. seems like he's missed so much basketball. Like it's, it's going to be hard for him to have like that great of an impact. Obviously, if he's there, you play. If he's available, you play him. But I'm still not going to expect that much from him, at least in game one anyways. If he shows in game one, if he ends up playing and, and has a big game, obviously my thoughts on him will change. But until he like really shows something, because he's, you know, he's kind of been forgotten really this whole season. Uh, not playing, and then obviously the Durant drama. Um, so it's it's possible that he could surprise everybody. I just don't see him playing in game one, and I, and, you know, he might come back and then start playing, but he's not going to be getting the Draymond minutes, you know, or stuff. No, yeah, definitely not. Like I said, that's why I didn't pick him. Now, it, you know, this is going to be, you know, if we do make a lineup for every game of the series with all these, you know, potential like returns from injuries, it's, you know, that's going to greatly affect like how we make our lineups, you know, for every game, because, you know, say like if the results, you know, stay the same with the injuries and everything like game two, I'd probably have a similar lineup to what I have now. But then like Mm -hmm. if Durant and cousins both come back, like, well, then that throws things off, you know, like that, (laughs) that, I mean, that makes, you know, then of course it's going to be tricky because then it's like, well, how many minutes are they going to play or, you know, are they worth paying the mm-hmm. highest salary for, you know, then does that, did I pick someone else instead? You know, it, yeah, it yeah. gets, it's going to be a interesting series just all around in general. Like I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Unfortunately, I'm uh, yeah. working the night of game one, but I'll definitely uh, catch what I can when I get home from work. So um, I hope I can get cut early. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh yeah I'm glad though that we have like a lot of different players because with only with there only being two teams the selections limited so I was I was afraid like we were both gonna have Kawhi and Steph and then some of the same like role players but it it's good that we've got two different lineups and like you said two different strategies too um I like I don't play this a whole lot obviously but it seems to me like the star lineup seems to do better than the balance lineup in my history of playing this. Um, I don't know what uh, what your experiences have been like, but it seems like with the balanced one, um, you're missing that star that just goes off for like 60 or 70 points or something. And then you're, you know, you've got guys getting like 25, 30, but since you don't have that one guy who's just going off, you're at a disadvantage from everybody else. Um, yeah. I, so, I definitely, I definitely had a lot of concern when I saw your lineup in the sense that you were able to manage to get both Steph and Kawhi in there and have, and even still have like a, you know, decent team around Mm -hmm. him. Because when I first started making mine, like that was my goal was to get both of them in there. So like I put them in my first two slots. I think I still had Steph as the captain though. And then Kawhi is my first utility player, but um, I, I still was not able to like field what I felt like was a great team around that. And I'm like, do I want like two great players and four man players? Or do I want like one great player and five solid player? Well, I got Sean Livingston's not a solid player. 
so I guess my lineup is like one great player, four solid players, and a mid player. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But so if you, you know, I know with this being our first episode, we're, you know, probably not a ton of people are going to listen to this. But, you know, if you're listening to this and you want to make a, you know, DraftKings lineup, you know, definitely, you know, think about, you know, the two different styles that we've presented for you and, you know, go with whatever you feel is comfortable off of that. You know, like if you want to go like, like balls out and spend the big bucks, then, <laughs> you know, do the Zach method. If you're, if you're a little more you know conservative, like I did and, you know, want like a overall around consistent team, then do like what I did. You know, there's different ways. There's not just one way to do it. So, yeah, um, so you know, I guess like the difference is, you know, with the, two potential lineups that, you know, with Zach's, you know, the two star players on his team, like both go off for like, you know, 70 points each, uh, you know, he's probably winning it. But I guess my hope with my team is, is that, you know, my one star player goes off and then my other players like outperform, you know, they're obviously not going to get like 80 points, but you know, my hope is that they can like outperform their salaries and, you know, get a higher total so that it's we'll we'll see what happens so um i'm I'm like zach too that i'm like zach too in the sense that i don't always uh play DraftKings. i don't play this all the time especially with basketball but uh we just kind of thought this would be a fun thing to do so And, and another thing is like the curries and the leonards they're gonna have you know almost 100 percent uh usage rate within the 10 people playing so it's gonna it's really gonna come down to those guys like the gasol pick that you had the livingston pick the green pick and the baka pick for me and then both of us took looney um it's gonna come down to those guys who only two or three people have and if one of them shines out then you're in a good spot but um yeah if but, they don't then mm-hmm. yeah i'm out of luck <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it'll be interesting to see how so see how it comes out, and then for our next episode, we'll you know share the results of what happened uh, in game one and make our predictions on whatever game is upcoming next, and uh, and go from there. So yeah, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to continuing these videos, and I guess uh, sounds like you're probably close to wrapping it up but i know if you're listening to this i'll let zach go into more details on this because uh this is his podcast but i know zach from what you've what we've talked about beforehand like i know you're wanting to do like a lot of other like a lot of other topics throughout the year right like you're not wanting to just yeah. be like basketball focused like why don't you tell the listeners like what your plans are uh for your future podcasts sure so um so the, the way that this these podcast series is going to kind of go, um, I'm obviously the creator of it. I you know came up with the idea to do all this, and I'm really excited for it. And I've invited Eric, who has been on this first inaugural episode of it. He's going to be a major player in this. Um, and then I've also got several friends and another family member, another cousin that have expressed interest in joining this so 
you're not just going to hear Eric's voice on it every time, but you'll hear my voice on it every time. Um, and then I might do a few solo episodes too as well. But the main themes that this show is going to be talking about are, you know, basketball, um, both NCAA and NBA. Um, I'm really looking forward to this upcoming NBA draft in a few weeks. Um, both Eric and I are Tennessee volunteer fans. So we've got three players that are declared for the draft and are showing up in mocks in uh, Schofield, Brant Williams, and Jordan Bone. So both of us, I know I've talked to Eric about it, are excited to watch it um, and, you know, follow it as well as the mock. So, you know, I might even make a mock draft. <laughs> uh, and I've never really made a mock draft for NBA before. But that just, you know, this year is just so much more interesting for us. So I think we're going to do that. Um, I'm so game. We'll cover- I'm game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So we're definitely going to cover that. Um, the rest of the finals for the NBA free agency. Uh, both of us have, you know, we play 2K, so we know a lot of the NBA players and, you know, we keep up with sports. So we'll definitely be, you know, basketball will be a main theme. Um, both of us are football fans too. So um, as is everybody, that's actually the one sport that everybody that I've talked to is like, like that's their favorite sport. So show in the fall and wintertime is going to be talking about both college football and uh, pro football, probably a little bit more pro. Most people, you know, tend to follow pro a little bit more than college uh, that are going to be in this podcast. Um, but we're also going to be planning on doing like, like we did a DraftKings lineup for fantasy. We can do DraftKings lineups for NFL weeks. Um, we can do episodes of, you know, our actual game picks, you know, the teams playing each other, who we think is going to win those games, um, as well as traditional fantasy football talk, you know, like before fantasy drafts come out, like our rankings. And, you know, I don't want to spoil too much because I am in a league with Eric and another member that's going to be in this podcast. <laughs> uh, but I'm willing yeah, we, to. Uh, we won't. We won't want to give away too much information of who we <laughs> want to the other person. But um, yeah. maybe maybe we'll do that like after we have our draft. You know, we that, can have our draft first. Idea. And yeah. uh, man, look at this guy He's throwing out ideas live on air. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's organic, man. Um, but <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Um, you know, both of us are are big fantasy fans, like traditional fantasy um football fans so that'll be a a thing to talk about as well as just news in general you know major stories and such that uh that come up that we feel are important and also um you know if if you're listening to this you're you know probably a pretty big you know supporter so (laughs) if uh if you guys out there have anything that you want us to talk about or you know if if a lot of people are saying like oh, we want to hear your, you know, picks, like, for the top 25 college games or NFL or NBA, like, we can definitely cater to you guys. Um, but the main, like, sports that we're going to be focusing on are basketball and football. Uh, other than that, like, baseball and hockey, my knowledge is, you know, kind of just limited to the teams 
that exist Same. and <laughs> maybe a few players but uh but i feel like you know for the best content that you guys will listen to it'd be about you know basketball and football both for college and uh and pro so that's uh that'll be the main focus of this show and this has been a uh, pretty fun man yeah i've enjoyed it i didn't you know really know how this was going to go with it uh you know, be in the first episode and everything, but, um, I've had a great time, man. And, um, I'm looking forward to doing more of these. I didn't know if you might want to do this just as a final thought, uh, to close out the predictions, but if we wanted to do like what we think will be like a final score prediction for game one. Sure. What do you think? Okay. I'll let, I'll let you go first. <laughs> All right. So obviously at the beginning of the show, i predicted the Raptors to win by double digits you know now that I'm thinking about it it's probably it's probably going to be a lot closer than that um but I'm still gonna take the Raptors winning I'll say the Raptors win 106 to 101 nice I like that man yeah and interesting and same uh same for me in terms of how uh Zach changed his mind a little bit from the beginning to the end. Like, I'm actually gonna, I'm actually changing my my mind up uh, completely because oh, okay. I had I had said that you know I figured the Warriors were uh, gonna win, but um, with it being in Toronto and they, you know, they just beat the Bucks four games in a row after being down two zero, and like you mentioned, their track record at home and all these you know, injury issues that the Warriors are dealing with. Like I could see Toronto stealing this game. I I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to win both of the games, but I feel like if they're going to win one at home, that it'll be the first game. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go um, slightly, slightly lower score. I feel like both of these teams are pretty solid defensively. So I'm going to go slightly mm-hmm. lower, but I'm going to say Toronto wins it 98 to 94. Okay. That's that's what I'm going with. So awesome. Um, there's my prediction. Yes, sir. Yep. And uh since obviously, you know, this podcast is new in its beginning, like we're not like, you know, set on scheduled dates for the next episodes to come out. Um, I believe like once we start doing this a lot more, like we're gonna have like more of a routine, so to say. But um there's no real timetable for the next video. You know, hopefully sometime in the next week or so, we'll at least get one more out for you guys. Um, And I'm going to be putting these uh, podcasts out on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, and I believe that's all for now. If you guys, like, have another podcast service that you really enjoy, I can obviously put it on that as well. and I'll, I will work on an email address to make to make an email account for you guys to send like suggestions and and whatever comments questions that you guys have for us. Um, but it's been fun, and uh, look forward to making more of these with Eric, uh, my friend Kyle, and my other our other cousin Connor. Um, so until then, just. Uh, Enjoy the game on on Thursday.
Yeah, we'll look forward to talking about it, whether it's me or someone else or whenever. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right.